to the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Here on the Landscape, we are having a continuing series of conversations with candidates running for office, not only here in Northeast Ohio, but statewide. We're glad to be joined today by Chris Ronane. Mr. Ronane has held several public service jobs. He was on the Cuyahoga County Planning Commission. He was the City of Cleveland's Planning Director in the Campbell Administration. For the last 16 years, he's been the President of University Circle Incorporated, and he is seeking the office of Cuyahoga County Executive, running as a Democrat against Lee Weingart, the Republican. They're both One of them will take over the office from Ermin Budish. Mr. Ronane, thanks for being with us today. Great to be with you, Dan. Thanks so much. So forgive the obligatory but necessary question. Why is now the right time for you to run for this office? Well, I think it's time. I think that the county is uh, really seeing a time for renewed leadership. You know, it's an exciting time with the uh, now new election of Mayor Justin Bibb and actually, frankly, uh, several new mayors out in the communities in Cuyahoga County. We are turning a chapter in this uh, region in so many ways You've got new heads of uh, universities, you've got new heads of hospitals, you've got a head of a chamber, uh, head of the major center city, Cleveland, and like I said, many other communities. So I think that there's just a wave of change that's taking hold here in Northeast Ohio, and it's time. Uh, I think another reason I'm running is the public sector kind of keeping pace with the nonprofit and for-profit sectors in terms of where are we going together? You know, we've seen in other metro regions, uh, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, you name it, drive to communities from where we are in this market. And I've seen big things happen in those places. Uh, My years at University Circle took me to all those cities, uh, especially in the education and medical districts. But when we were in those markets, we saw big things happening, whether it was communities reaching their waterfronts, rethinking workforce, really on the cutting edge of transit and transportation, and, you know, business innovation. I think public sector leadership blowing winds in the sails of the other sectors uh, really, we can make things happen. I think Cleveland, Cuyahoga County, Northeast Ohio region, we're next. We're next in terms of big things about to happen. And that's what motivated me to run, to see that we could do better and that we could bring change and that we could uh, really lift up our game here in Northeast Ohio. We have had some successes, but as you mentioned, those communities seem to have done a little bit better in some areas. What's held us back? You know, in, in the uh, foot race to success, it ebbs and flows often in these markets that we're talking about. But I would say very specifically, When you've got the triumvirate of public sector leadership coupled with nonprofit leadership and for-profit leadership, of course, that's a distributed bunch. But when you see leadership in all sectors working and rowing in the same direction, you see good things happen. It's often the public sector leaders that really set the table on the direction, agenda, and where we're going, and often style of how they collaborate, how they bring forth uh, the change that we're talking about. You know, I think that the difference has been public sector leadership and the now is now to do big things for the Northeast Ohio area. You know, again, whether it's the things I mentioned, uh, just rethinking uh, how we leverage our asset base, our health and tech base, our water, you know, the water economy that's right in front of us. Uh, You know, the fact that we stand in the community with some of the greatest parks in the country at the Metro Parks or, you know, cultural districts like University Circle. Obviously, I'm a little biased there, but, you know, places that really make this a special place. But too often, Dan, in this region, the the sum of the parts are greater than the whole. You know, you've seen us kind of maybe punch below our weight relative to what we can really do relative to our asset base. And it's a common theme with me. This is why I'm running, because we can do better. We can leverage our asset base better for a better future ahead. And I don't think there's any reason why we can't. You know, when you think about our location, you think about the cost of living, you think about the asset base that's here, 
there's no reason not to see good things happen. And I think in the county itself, you know, there's a common theme that it's time to clean up our house and get our act together and really row in the right direction together. Uh, there's some simple things we can do, I think, to make that happen too. We moved away from the old county commissioner system a little more than a decade ago. What kind of grade would you give this council and the executive over the last few years? Well, I've had the benefit of working in the old system and then again, being an aspirant to lead the next system. I would say, first and foremost, uh, it's about a C minus. Uh, the, the, the jury that, that sort of looks at how we are today, yes, there's some things that have happened in terms of the early years of the new county uh, government, but I would say right now, I'm, I'm grading this on the curve of 12 years, I'd put us below average right now we're failing. We're failing. And it's evident in the canary in the mine in places like our Children and Family Service Department, where you're seeing, again, kids just tragically housed in a government building because there are not alternatives yet that have been laid out for them to go. We're seeing a jail system that is unfortunately all too focused on uh, the jail itself and not having historically in the most recent years been run that well, but not a whole system of justice. you know. And I think the idea of an economy that works for everybody has just not yet, we've not yet reached that potential. And again, so I would say you know, over the long haul, we've been much below uh, what had been hoped for. And I would say where we're going right now, we've gone toward an F and we need to turn this ship around and we can. Is it problem more structural? Or is it more the individuals who are populating the government? I've always said it's the leadership. It is always uh, to me, you can have a perfect form of government, you can have a perfect business formation, you can have a nonprofit with a perfect mission, but if you don't have leadership that carries forth the execution of that mission, you don't have anything. And I, I think that, again, this comes down to how leaders lead. Are we leading collaboratively? Are we putting wind in the sails of those who in their own lanes can do great things with just a little bit more public sector support? Are we conducting this orchestra, which by definition is a team, a team of players in Cleveland that are ready to do great things, but they need somebody that's networking uh, their potential and creating that true synergy, which again, right now the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. We do need to reach that point where we've got a synergistic outcome that two plus two is really equal to five in this town. You and your opponent, Mr. Weingart, recently uh, participated in a debate for, sponsored by the Cleveland City Club, and you were each given 90 seconds to give an opening speech. Your opponent talked about overhauling the county's income tax. You talked more about economic inequality here in the county. What do you think yeah. that says about your two campaigns? We're different. You know, we've got a, a different approach to things. Uh, my view is that given what we have built over the 200 plus years of Cuyahoga County and the city of Cleveland, we have built a very rich asset base. Uh, and it is now incumbent upon us to leverage it. I feel that we are a mid-sized city, aggregate speaking in the collective, with big city assets. Again, you think about the cultural institutions uh, in our town. They were built when the city was the fifth largest city in America. You think about the Metro Park system that was built both in Cleveland and designed and you know, implemented throughout Cuyahoga County. It happened in the progressive era when things were happening in Cleveland because a leader, a leader in Tom Johnson and subsequent leaders were leading progressive reform in Northeast Ohio. We built a place with unparalleled healthcare, healthcare systems, but where we kind of break down is how we've leveraged for greater community benefit all that we've built. 
We are a manufacturing town that needs to train in the new manufacturing economy. We are a water town that needs to train in the water uh, commerce businesses you know, that are, that are out there. We are a town that has great IT acumen, but it's not reaching everybody. So long and the short, when we get to the business of an all-in economy where everybody is scaling up for today's and tomorrow's jobs, we're going to get there. But we've got the asset base. Again, healthcare, IT, manufacturing, advanced manufacturing, water economy, it's all there. But are we getting people skilled up into it? Um, we've got 30,000 small businesses in Cuyahoga County. What are we doing to leverage that? You know, this is a large economy. The problem has been not all are participating in it. And when that happens, when people are boxed out of quality education, um, um, skill development, when they're boxed out of contract opportunities, we're seeing a town where only some are winning. When we get to a place where everybody's got a piece of the future, when everybody, the workers are cut into the trajectory of success, we're going to see great things happen. And I feel that that is the incumbent job of the county exec, and that with a disciplined approach to economic and community development and workforce development, we're going to get there. And we're going to see other problems become ameliorated. Things like our problems in our criminal justice system, things like our problems in poverty. We need to focus in and lean in on skill development. And I think great things are going to happen. Again, we have a great base to work from. I, so my approach from this candidacy is not to tear down, but it's to build up is not to point out everything that's wrong, but with an appreciative style, say, hey, let's support what's working and build off of that to extend more benefits and opportunities to those who need to connect to that success story. Um, this is about Cleveland reaching out to its neighbors and saying, we can do more together better. And that's the kind of leader I am. Chris Ronane joins us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. He is running for Cuyahoga County Executive. We're talking about the issues that surround that campaign. You mentioned getting workers, in quotes, skilled up. What's the county's role in doing that? Well, you know, we have got a workforce investment board uh, that, frankly, now there's closer linkages between the city of Cleveland and Cuyahoga County, as there should be. You know, the city of Cleveland right now has encountered over a third of its adult population is in poverty, 50% of its kids in poverty, you know, in case where some 60% of our adult population in the city is functionally illiterate. And uh, all of those things can be changed. But the county's role is to support the front line of nonprofits and other intermediaries who are actually making things happen. The YOUs of the board, Youth Opportunities Unlimited, working with 14 to 24-year-olds on skill up, you know, the uh, towards employment that's helping returning citizens and others re-enter the workforce. Tri-C, you know, that's seeing not just workforce development from a what does a company need standpoint, but workforce innovation in terms of what does a worker need and what does a student that's coming out of our community colleges need to connect into the immediate economy. I guess in the end, the county exec is really a conduit. They're a conduit between sectors. Uh, they're an investor in the workforce investment system. And those nonprofits that I mentioned are just good examples of frontline nonprofits that are doing the kind of work to get people skilled up. Um, I've participated in classroom trainings in all of those organizations I just mentioned. Um, I've been a guest to see what they do. And what I continue to come back to is it's not that they're not doing good work. It's that we need to find ways in which we actually source them even more to do more work and connect with more people. Let me be very specific at the earliest stages. You know, this to me is about the building blocks of life. You've got making sure kids are engaged universally in pre-K, making sure that vocabulary development 
uh, is happening by the age of five, making sure that literacy is happening, reading for comprehension by the third grade. You add all of those building blocks up and you're going to have work ready high school students coming out of high school. But when you go back to organizations like Head Start, part of the former Council on Economic Opportunities of Greater Cleveland, these preschools that the teachers are saying to us, but for we will have more kids in our classrooms. But I'm out at a class just a couple weeks ago at the Head Start program on Harvard Road in Cleveland. And the administrator says to me, I have six empty classrooms. I have 100 kids on the waiting list. All I need are teachers and daycare specialists. We've got to find a way to pay people and to source that issue and make sure that every kid is getting a shot at pre-K. That's what we pledged when we said universal pre-K. I'm for it, but I've got to be somebody who helps find funding to make it happen. Again, the job of a county exec in the workforce system. Funding is always important. One of the things you have proposed is a community health equity fund that would be funded via voluntary property tax on hospitals that don't currently pay property taxes. Said it could bring in some $38 million for infrastructure, parks, schools, but the key word is voluntary. Why would the hospitals come to the table when they already have a pretty nice deal? You know, Dan, it, it, this is a, um, it's an opportunity to lead as a world leader in healthcare delivery to say we are best in class in innovation and patient care within our walls, but we need to be best in class in community-based care. I think that there are two things that Cleveland is most known for, maybe three, the water fronts that are in front of us, the Great Lakes that we're a part of, the music that's in our soul, and you appreciate that as much as anybody, uh, but certainly from classical to jazz to rock and roll, and healthcare and the health economy. And I think that this is where we can really lean in on our hospitals and say, we can do more. We see the canary in the mine. We've got the greatest healthcare institutions in the world, but in our own front yards of those healthcare institutions, we have problems of infant mortality that are at rates much higher than the rest of this country and frankly, the rest of this world. We've got issues with um, seniors who've been dislocated from healthcare institutions. And I raised recently for reference, Bedford and Richmond, uh, two community hospitals that closed and then St. Vincent's just a few weeks later. When you look at it, it's a hole in the donut and it's growing. It's the center core. It's our urban neighborhoods. So we've got to find ways to get patients to their doctors. That's transportation dollars we need. Get those impacted communities whole again in terms of their budgets. Making sure that we're dealing with disparities like infant mortality and many other things that are affecting us, lead hazards and such. And hospitals in the latter category have stepped up in this community. I believe they want to see a world-class healthy city alongside world-class healthy institutions. So what's in it for them? The opportunity to do right by our neighbors, to build on the brand recognition of the healthcare city, to ultimately solve their own problem, to say this is a destination for healthcare education and healthcare workers, and that we grow that economy and we grow our community and we deal with the disparities of health. And I'm asking for a small amount that I think will net a great, great opportunity. And I think that uh, ultimately the what's in it for them is this is all about all of us. And this is about being truly a world-class health city that we can be here in Northeast Ohio. Here in Cuyahoga County, we of course want to attract new businesses to our area. Is, is taxes the biggest question? Is that what CEOs are looking at when they decide, should I move here? Or are there other factors you think there may be even more important? What I'm hearing from uh, CEOs and others, uh, small business owners and the like, it's actually the other T word, talent. I'm seeing that people are needing skilled workers ready to go. They're needing to have workers who stay in terms of the retention of our, our, our employees and that, that we continue to invest in their skill development. 
So it's really talent, talent, talent that I think is driving uh, opportunities for business growth. Um, and, you know, there's a myriad of ways to get into this. I have um, said that I'm going to support first generation Americans here coming to Cleveland through our economic development department. The reason I bring that up is 20% of our 30,000 small businesses in Cuyahoga County are run by first generation immigrants, right? So thinking about how do we bring more people to a place to build more businesses and employ. And then the other side of this equation is making sure that we are scaling up. I keep coming back to it and that we're investing in today and tomorrow's jobs by way of the people we invest in and the, uh, the skills we give them to build their portfolio of skill offerings. Um, again, it's about talent, it's about attraction, and it's about retention. And to me, it's about making sure uh, that we're scaling up for today's jobs, that we're continuing to retain people in those jobs by continuing to upskill, and that we're welcoming all comers to our economy here, which is very large in Northeast Ohio. But we hear it everywhere. We've got worker shortages everywhere. And I think we've got to continue to uh, invest in skill training and other things that help keep employees growing here in place. One of the places we hear there's worker shortages is the county itself, down some 1,200 employees and number of vacancies, some 800 vacancies. But it has led some people to wonder, how many people do you really need to run Cuyahoga County? Is it too early for you to say that? What places might be overstaffed or understaffed? Do you need to get in there and then find out? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Dan. One, there is, yes, we need to get in and, and uh, get under the hood and find that out. Um, the reality is, is I think, again, the proof of gaps in employment are showing in our system failures. I think that there is a problem with too few caseworkers working at Department of Children and Family Services, as an example, and that there is truly a means to the ends or the ends, uh, you know, show what the means are all about. If we've got not enough caseworkers, uh, we're having system failures. And uh, when you ask a teacher uh, to teach 60 kids in one setting in a classroom, or you ask a coach to coach 100 kids, it's not going to work, right? Same thing with caseload on social workers. We've got to train them, we've got to pay them, and we've got to do everything we can to retain them. And uh, right now, again, that gap as one example of Children and Family Services shows to me that this isn't necessarily the time to cut. This is the time to invest. And we've got dollars to do it, but we've got to, uh, again, get under that hood and figure out what's been the barriers uh, to retention. There's a part of me that believes that some of this is about culture, that this is just about culture set from the top, that this culture uh, needs, frankly, a leader who uh, is out there every day uh, supporting workers, showing how they care uh, for the services that we do provide. Um, and there's a lot of great people out there right now, but they're, they're, they're burdened. They're burdened by the fact that they look around and they're a shell of them, their former self in terms of numbers of employees. So I do think there's probably room for some realignment at the county. Um, you know, I've offered a couple of new divisions, housing to meet address immediate needs uh, of, of those that need more affordable housing, our seniors uh, who are priced out of housing. I think that there's a transportation division that's justified to make sure that people are getting to and from what they need in their daily lives from doctors to uh, groceries. And as you've seen the closures of hospitals and grocery stores in the urban core, we're seeing an escalated need for transportation provision. Finally, I'm showing the ombudsman's office as something I want to bring back. Uh, I've been talking about that on my platform for quite some time because I don't feel that people know necessarily how to navigate their government. And even our location of our government in a downtown central office tower we need to be more proximate in the neighborhoods that we serve. So my idea of neighborhood family service centers, this might just bring forth a revenue 
or expense neutral, I should say expense neutral plan, but there's some realignment that needs to happen that gets our workers closer to the people, even our social workers thinking about co-locating. You know, when uh, we're out at the food bank and somebody says, hey, they come in food insecure and a person might just be housing insecure along with it. Well, what if you had a caseworker on site at one of those facilities like the food bank that's saying, I can help you with some other things and help you navigate to get uh, connected to a government that can actually serve you better. So I think it's time to look under the hood, but my instincts are it's not necessarily the time to grossly cut. It's time to realign and connect people to its government in a way that it really is helping them. Chris Renane, thanks so much for joining us today, sharing some thoughts on this campaign in the office. We're glad you could be with us. Thanks, Dan. appreciate you. Chris Ronane is running for Cuyahoga County Executive. He joined us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. We're glad you can join us, and we'll talk again soon.